Hey guys, before this episode begins, I just want to let you all know that I've partnered with DAT Bootcamp to offer a 10% discount code on all Bootcamp products. While studying for my DAT, I found DAT Bootcamp to be the best resource during my preparation. Their extensive review videos and practice exams are second to none. Use code DOD10 at checkout for a 10% discount, applicable to all programs Bootcamp has to offer. Again, that's DOD10 at checkout. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dose of Dental podcast. The focus of this podcast is to share undergraduate and dental school experiences from dental students and dental professionals through valuable discussions. Through sharing the journeys and stories of current dental students and dental professionals, our goal is to help you find answers or guidance for your own pre-dental journeys. We have a very special episode today where we held a Louisville University School of Dentistry as a Q&A session in collaboration with Students of Dentistry. Joining us are four dental students. Current LASDA President D3, Nicole Tritko, Secretary D3 Lauren Dries, Wellness Chair D3 Kara Dages, and Treasurer's Cabinet Lead of Fundraising D2 Chelsea Avery. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to leave a rating and follow the Dose of Dental podcast and Students of Dentistry on Instagram. We have a very special episode today where we held a Louisville University School of Dentistry as the Q&A session in collaboration with Students of Dentistry. Joining us are four dental students. Current LASDA President D3 Nicole Tritko, Secretary D3 Lauren Dries, Wellness Chair D3 Kara Dages, and Treasurer's Cabinet Lead of Fundraising D2 Chelsea Avery. If you enjoyed the episode, please be sure to leave a rating and follow the Dose of Dental podcast and Students of Dentistry on Instagram. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. We have the University of Louisville ASDA team with us here today. And so I'm just going to have them go around and introduce themselves. And um, since interview season is coming up, um, maybe talk about their experience uh, interviewing at the University of Louisville. So if whoever wants to start, they can get started. My name is Nicole Tritko. I am a current D3 at the University of Louisville. Um, I'm originally from the Chicagoland area. So I moved to Kentucky to go to dental school. Hi, um, I'm Kier Dejas. I go by Key. Um, I'm also a third year at UofL. Um, I am born and raised in Kentucky. I'm from Northern Kentucky. If you know Cincinnati, Ohio, on the other side of the river, there's Covington, and then I'm roughly around that area. Um, I moved to Louisville back in 2015 and did my undergrad years here. And then I took two gap years and worked and then started dental school um, with Nicole and Lauren. And I'm Lauren Dries. I'm also a third year. I'm from Miami, Florida. Um, so I came over here from being a, next to the water. Um, I went to undergrad at FSU and I went straight into dental school. I did have six months off because I graduated a semester early, um, but that was during COVID. So, yeah. Hey, um, and my name is Chelsea. I am originally from Lexington, Kentucky, so just about an hour away. And I came straight into dental school. So I didn't take any gap years or anything like that. Um, also, you may notice that we're pronouncing global kind of a weird way. Um, you're not crazy if you pick up on that. It's just it's just how we say it. My interview process at Global, I would say, so I'm a non-traditional student. Um, I am currently 27 years old. So I had pretty much like a four-year 
um, gap between undergrad and going back to dental school. Um, but when I was applying, this was actually, I applied to about 12 schools and Louisville was my first interview. Um, and definitely out of like, I think that the, that time when I applied, I had a total of like seven interviews and that was, I'm, I'm not even lying when I say this, just cause I go here. Um, it was my, the best interview. It was the most warming. I didn't come out of the interview in shambles. Um, and pretty much the interview is they're not grilling you on any questions. They just really want to know who you are. And I remember the questions were just, you know, the normal interview questions you get. What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Explain a time that you had to make a difficult decision. Uh, talk about a time that you, what what makes you different than another applicant, that kind of thing. Um, and it was it was really great. And what I really liked about the school, I think they continue to do it, is after your interview, you get a handwritten letter from the person that interviewed you. And they it's not just like a generic letter. It's handwritten. And it, it ta- they pretty much mention what you all talked about during that interview. So I remember one of the last questions was like, what's your favorite podcast or book? And I remember we talked about he talked about the podcast I was talking about in my interview. Um, And I remember when I was waiting for decision day, like I really was like, I hope they call me because Louisville also has this tradition where they call you at midnight. Um, And I remember it was like I was uh, Louisville's Eastern time. So when I was living up in Chicago, um, it was 11 p.m., which is technically 12 a.m. in Kentucky. And I remember waiting by my phone and I was like, oh, my God, he's not going to call me. They're not going to call me. I'm not in. And I really, for some reason, really wanted this school because the interview, again, was just phenomenal for me. And it was a great experience. It was warm and it just felt like a culture I wanted to be a part of. And I remember I ended up going to bed because I'd work the next day and I had a call at like 2 a.m. And it was a voicemail and it was like, hey, we have great news. Like you'll get an email like tomorrow morning. So it was um, I that was my interview. I could definitely explain more about it if you all have more questions. But it was more of a of a um, laid back interview. And we also do Casper testing. Uh, I know Lowell does that. So pretty much it's just like a program and you're asked like 10 to 15 questions and it's kind of uh, off of like your ethics. Um, so I'll ask like, if you catch a classmate cheating, what would you do? So that's pretty much what the Casper test or exam is um you don't really prep i know someone recently asked me for this uh i don't really prep for it because if you're prepped for interviews you're prepped for those questions um and that's that's it for me so i'll let others add their stories about the casper thing i do remember it was a recorded like a video recording it wasn't i don't know if you all knew that and i remember going in and being like testing testing and i was like oh it's recording me so that was submitted um, but yeah, so it's a video recording, not typed answers. Heads up. All right, Chelsea, go ahead. Right. And you do have to pay for it. So if you are trying to keep track of how much you're spending on your applications, it, I think it was around $100. I know UofL is not the only school that uses it, though. I think um, some other schools use it as well. My interview was very casual. Um, I think it was very obvious that my interviewer had read my application. Um, he asked me a few questions first he was just very like very casual like you're saying and I think this is pretty common across the board they just want to make sure that you're like a normal person and they can hold a conversation so it's really 
laid back and they just want to know like what are you going to talk about in this time um i really liked that my interviewer is actually he was like faculty so he ended up teaching me um he taught us this a course this summer so that was really cool um when i got the phone call from him and i knew that he was going to be like one of my professors i know that that just like meant a lot to me um but it was pretty much the same they're just like you know tell me about yourself, which sometimes can be the hardest question. When you have came in with all these answers, all these questions, like why dentistry, all these things, and then out of like no context, they're like, tell me about yourself. Um, So just kind of a casual setting, um, that's pretty much it. I know they also asked me like, um, name a time when you had difficulty connecting to someone who was important to you. Um, And then I answered that one question and pretty much we just, didn't have any more questions so we just like the conversation just flowed and I remember thinking did I do something wrong like that's it and he was just like nope you're good that's it um I'll kind of follow that up just kind of going off some of the things she said about being pretty casual so I knew I wanted to go to U of L back when I was in high school um so with that I wanted to really strategize um being here and being present in Louisville and just kind of getting my face and name out there before applying. Um, so I ended up applying and not getting in my first year and then deciding to kind of just take a break from all applications, school and that kind of stuff and just work. So um, within those two years, I ended up working in the dental field um, through connections of faculty that work at ULSD now. Um, and so I did that. And so by the time it came to my interview the second time, um, I had made I had built a, quite a few relationships with people, faculty and staff at ULSD. Um, so I wasn't even I was prepared to you know go into why I took two years off, you know what kind of kept me from getting in the first year and all that stuff. Like I I prepped pretty um, heavily for that that second interview, um, but by the time I got there, it was like. I think it was a 24 minute interview. I remember looking down. So the year that we did it, we were the last year that was on um, virtual. So my interview, I I hopped on the interview and it was with um, a doctor who had retired. Now he's retired, but we didn't even really talk about school at all. Like Nicole and um, Chelsea were saying that they just want to Louisville is very, they emphasize just being a human and being someone who is passionate about giving back in the dental field specifically. So when I had my interview, we didn't even really talk about anything at that point because they had done their own, you know, research and looked into my background and people who knew me, um, fortunately put in a good word, hopefully. Um, So with that, we just talked about at the time I think like half the school had flooded from like a huge rainstorm or something happening at the time so the doctor and I just ended up talking about that and how he had to move offices and it's it was kind of like stressful for them jumping around to do all these virtual meetings and we talked about that for about 20 minutes and the only question that I was asked that really had to do with dentistry was for me what was what was the biggest difference between shadowing versus working Um, because at that point I had worked in the field several years and I had more work experience and shadowing experience. So that was really the only question they didn't really go into. I struggled with grades a little bit in undergrad, which definitely played a part in me not getting in the first year. Um, 
Like they didn't really ask me about any of that because I had put all of that in my written application. And I had talked to staff and faculty throughout my years before getting in, um, just kind of checking in with them and having meetings and stuff. So they definitely, I know U of L here, they definitely do their research on on applicants well before you get to the um, the interview process. But yeah, so that was that was kind of mine. Um, and mine was very similar uh, to my all my classmates. It was very just conversational. Um, they did look at my application because I put on there I played the bass when I was in middle school, high school, and a little bit in undergrad. And then my interviewer was like, "So." do you want to join my family band? And it just so happens that their whole entire family has a band. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. So we kind of went off talking about that and that escalated to food and the weather, me being from Miami, I have not one winter coat. So then we kind of talked about that. Um, very, very, very conversational, not nerve wracking at all. It was out of all my interviews. I also like Nicole applied to 13 schools, had close to six or seven interviews. This was the only one I walked out of smiling and really happy to be in and really hoping to hear back from them um the other ones I was like oh my god they weren't even smiling they weren't looking at me they weren't doing anything and then this one it was just like laughing the entire time and then I see him in the halls or in clinic now and I'm like we always talk about it and always reference it back to our interview so it's very family-like um even in the halls today they carry on what you feel in the interview to what you feel in school um, and then, yeah, there's a question that says, what resources did you use to prep for your interview? And just conversationally, I talked to my mom and my friends. It was COVID when I interviewed and it was online. So I had her just kind of grill me and ask me random questions that I would have never thought of. And then we looked on, um, I think it's Student Doctor Network for questions that schools used to ask candidates and stuff. So we would ask some of those questions. Um, other than that, I didn't really prepare because I don't like sounding like I have a speech or like I like anything like that. Some people do and more than welcome to write little sticky notes and put them on your computer, you know, have them with you. But that's that's kind of the resource I used for interviewing and at the different schools as well. For me, uh, the resources that I used, I pretty much made like a Word document and I was just Googling like interview questions. Like you should know, you're probably going to be asked, what are your three weaknesses? So come up with three weaknesses and like it's important to like, don't put it like a true weakness. You know, it's like, that's I know that sounds weird, but like think of weaknesses that aren't like, oh, that's like a bad weakness because you need to be careful with that. You need to know your three strengths. So I had all those prepped so that when I was asked a question, I already knew what, you know, my answer was like, I literally I know someone was once asked, like, tell me a joke. So I had a joke prepped like I, I had a joke prepped if I was asked because I was like, I don't want to be like, uh, like, I don't know, because I don't know jokes like that. So I had like a lot of like even I was ready for the podcast question I was asked, even though I listen to podcasts, I gave myself like different options. Um, cause I like murder podcasts and I was like, well, if I see my interviewer is going to be like very anti, you know, maybe he won't like that or she won't like that. Um, so I had like a couple in there. Um, so yeah, I had like literally a word document with like just Google interview questions, common interview questions and 
you're going to be asked one of those. Um, you're going to be most likely asked about a difficult situation and how you handle that difficult situation. So like think right now and be like, okay, what's a good way for me to present, you know, this difficult situation? And I like just wrote it out. I obviously didn't say it verbatim, but I already knew what that difficult situation was. So I wasn't like stuck. And another tip I have is sometimes you're going to be asked a question you weren't prepped for. And it's okay for you to be like, can I have a second to gather my thoughts on that? Instead of you just coming up with something random, just, they're going to be totally okay with you taking 20 seconds to kind of like rack your brain to be like, what was that? And then they'll respect that. So don't feel, you know, like, oh my God, I screwed that up or I should have known. Like, you're not going to be prepped for every question. But for those, like the three weaknesses, three strengths, I'm sure the others will remember more. But those you should be prepped on and know. So I just did the Word doc. And I know for Lovell this year, we are, I know when I was talking to administration, they are no longer doing online um they're not giving students the opportunity to do virtual interviews. It's all in person. So the sticky note thing, like Lauren was saying, like that was something like I had my stuff next to me, but that's not going to be something if you guys are applying to the school that you guys could do. Um, but still, I would bring your little folder with you. I'm sure you could have that out in case. So the how you deal with challenge one, I think, was every single school asked. And I found that hard every single time, too. I think um, I did kind of a little bit. Well, I did kind of what Nicole did. So I knew like my grades weren't as um, as hot. Like my GPA wasn't as high as I wanted it to be and that kind of stuff. So they're obviously going to ask you about, you know, your struggles, if you had any academically and what kind of happened. They just want to, you know, see what happened in your life of, you know, why why you weren't able to get that A or whatever. So with that, I really focused on like that weakness question. Um, so like Nicole was saying, you don't want like a a bad weakness. Um, yeah, but a bad weakness I'm like, like, I don't well work. I don't work well with others. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the big thing with like your weaknesses, what they're, lo what they're looking for in any interview, this is outside of dental school when a job anything like that is how you adjust to making your weakness a strength or how you show how you want to improve on that weakness it's not specifically the weakness itself they're trying to see how you're going to adapt um whether it's working with people and that kind of stuff so um specifically for mine my weakness was trying to figure out how to study efficiently um, to perform well on tests. So I really focused on what did, what did my strategy look like for when I got to the dental school level um, and really hit on my, I was able to kind of change that conversation into one of my strengths of like how much resilience I was able to build throughout my years in undergrad and how the, I could carry that over to, um, you know, when school got hard in dental school. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of how I went about and also I did I worked with um, a family friend who she's a principal of like a middle school so you know she's doing a lot of interviews hiring teachers and that kind of stuff and so I wanted to kind of work with somebody who was on the um, interviewer side rather than and have me practice as an interviewee um, so she worked with me and I got like a list of I think like 15 to 20 questions got them off the student doctor network, whatever that was called, um, and just Googled them pretty much. And 
I think I asked a few current dental students what that I knew what their questions were when they went through. Um, but yeah, so you just make a list of the pretty common questions are all pretty much the same. Um, and I kind of typed out an answer and then I took out the typed out and like just put the bullet points of what I was trying to get across in that answer. So then I had like the two or three main points that I wanted to hit for that question, but it sounded different every time. As long as I could, as long as I could figure out a way to get those points across, then that's kind of, that's kind of what I did. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say the mock interview helps a lot. Um, just because especially if this is a person, you might not realize you're fidgeting with your hands. You might not realize you're wearing jewelry and you're touching your neck, you know, just those little things and having a block interview is, you know, a great opportunity. I did mine through my school's career center because I was still an undergrad and even just putting the suit on and like being in that situation that will really help you feel like less stressed whenever you actually go to do it. Um, and then I'm just going to quickly share my most difficult question was actually at a mock interview and it was uh, the person asked me, um, Say you had a patient who shows up and you think that they might be drunk, you smell alcohol on them, what would you do? And I was like, I'm an undergrad still, like, I don't ethically know, like, am I supposed to know the answer to that question? So I, I thought about it for a second and I was like, oh, well, maybe they had, you know, dental phobia, anxiety, like, maybe I need to talk to them about that. And the interviewer was like, okay, like, good question, but like, um, what I was kind of wondering is if you were going to think bigger and realize like this patient might need an Uber home. How did they get here? How are you going to look after them? Like not just in the dental field, are they an alcoholic? I was like, whoa, I was not thinking about that because I was so focused on the dental aspect of, you know, is this an ethical problem? But they were kind of, I mean, this mock interviewer was just giving the example, you know, sometimes it's okay to think about it. And if you don't know the answer, just look at it from a different perspective. And I think that is really key, especially for like Casper is also, you have to really take a step back and look at it from all perspectives. And that's something that I thought was a challenging question. I think personally, just being, um, I'm currently the president of our American Student Dental Association chapter. It's called LASDA. Um, so I work a lot with like admin and I know admin will probably never ask you a question like Chelsea had in her mock interview, but your Casper exam, there will be ethical questions. So I would prepare for ethical questions. It's most likely not going to be dental related. It's going to be more like cheating or you see someone that's struggling. How would you help them? Like that kind of scenario. I personally don't remember really being asked in any, I don't know if you guys could, uh, agree with me or not like I can't remember being asked like a dental question really at any of my interviews because being honest you are not trained in dentistry so how are you going to like know how to answer a dental question like even the the question that Chelsea was asked like I would have trouble answering that like as a D3 I was like wait what would I do if my patient was you know reeked of you know alcohol like that's something I would I wouldn't even know how to go about right now like I'd probably go to my team lead and be like hey like what <laughs> so th just to, like i wouldn't be scared i wouldn't be like oh my god what is dental jargon like no you guys are like just ethical questions so like how chelsea was saying like ethically not like from a dental standpoint but ethically how would you handle that and like getting the and it's okay not to know yeah that's the biggest thing is like 
the t- the test in that question isn't even do you know how to handle that question in an interview they know that you don't know so it's more they're seeing are you going to be honest um so if you don't know the answer to something like that it is completely okay to say i don't know um you might want to say it a little more eloquently than just oh i don't know but don't just like make something up because you think that's what they want to hear um especially with Louisville like they're just looking for honest and genuine people and yeah that that is a scary question to answer as an undergraduate student also from just specifically for Louisville is that your interviewer doesn't know your GPA or what you got on the DAT that's a big thing they only know your application so if in your application you're writing about you know, because in your application, I, if you guys have applied, it's going to ask, like, what are weaknesses in your application? And that's when you, like, write about it. So that's all the interviewer knows. Obviously, you need to be very honest in those and write true weaknesses. But they, the interviewers don't know your GPA. They don't know your um, DAT score. They don't know any of that. That's, like, a big, uh, Lowell likes to be called, like, a holistic, like, oh, a holistic, like, way they interview students. So they don't know that info. Only, like, once they make their decision, that's when I think that takes into account. But so that's another thing is, you know, whatever you write about in your application, they know about. But any grades or anything like that, if you have to like if you write about in your application, you have to retake classes. That's how they'll know. But other than that, if you didn't write about it, they won't know. So that's just something to keep in keep in mind. Um, let's see what else. These questions. Did you see the question, Nicole? I think you'll probably be able to answer that. Um, we'll get to the what's a normal day look like in a second, but the next question about the significance of the DAT and do you know the average score now? I do not know the average score. There's a website and I can't remember the name, but there's a website that you pay like a little subscription for, maybe 25 bucks, and it tells you all of the school stats of every single dental school in the U.S., so for Lovell, I didn't know about this website, but for Lovell, you could see a lot of schools have this. You could see they give you like a little like graph type thing. So it shows you what states all the students are from, what the average GPA was, what the average DAT score was. So if you go on like Lovell's website, it should be there for the class of 2026 or 20. Yeah, 2026. It should show all their stats. I believe right now the average score is probably in the 19th area probably like the 19 so i hear that's when should you do you know lauren do you know that what do you know we're looking it up right now i think it's a 20 yeah it's either 19 or 20 yeah um it was like 3.6 how soon oh chelsea are you you yeah i was just gonna say um Something about Louisville you should know is that we have like an integrated course, your D1 year, that is very academically challenging. And after going through that course, I really feel like your DAT score is not to hurt you, it's to make sure that you can pass. So if you are not scoring well on the DAT, then you may really struggle with these courses. And so for that reason, like I I told my friend, was like, I think it's not personal but you have to remember, like, they want to accept you knowing that you will do well in school. So um, I would say it, it's pretty significant if you are scoring low in, like, biology or chemistry or organic chemistry, because those subjects do not go away. They will keep coming back, and, and it's going to 
and you know they don't want to see you fail um so as far as that there's that goes um and then i just wanted to say something about something you should avoid talking about in the interview um it's not something you should avoid but i would highly recommend coming with questions prepared at least one question for the interviewer if at the end of the interview they say do you have any questions and you just say nope i'm good i feel like that kind of shows that you didn't do a lot of research about the school um so or even just you could just ask the interviewer what has your experience been like as faculty at the school or you know anything like that i think that would just really boost your interview um and one other thing is that i don't know if this is recommended but i kind of after i knew who was interviewing me i kind of like looked up their name i looked up where they went to school you know so my interviewer did not attend U of L. So I, when it came to a close, I asked him, you know, you did not attend U of L for your dental school. Can you tell me about what you think makes U of L special and why you're here today teaching? You know, and it kind of showed that I looked him up. Um, I did a little bit of research, and a lot of the faculty you can just like find their information on their website. Um, so that was a little different because I was online, so I kind of knew his name before. But that's all I have to say about that. One little tidbit about the DAT. It's not the end all be all. Um, it's not how you perform or what you are as a student. I remember I did not do so hot in the biology section. I think I got like a 15, 16. And I was like, oh my God, no dental school is going to accept me. And I ended up getting into four. So don't let it be like, if I do get a 17, I can't get into any dental school. It's not what it is. They look at you as a person, your extracurriculars, things you enjoy to do and all of that type of different things. Um, I use DAT Bootcamp and saying of the 16 in biology, it kind of might not be that way. But I just avoided that section like it was nobody's business because I didn't want to memorize it. But uh, or Argo and chemistry, I really loved that program. They had videos that helped you through it. They had so many practice problems. The DAT, oh my gosh, you have, I remember there's an app that you can get on your phone for the PAT. And yeah. I was on that as much as I am, Instagram, Snapchat, or anything while studying for the DAT and by far my best score on. Like any point, it's like a game. I will say, honestly, for me, I think the most applicable portion of the DAT is the PAT. Yes. Virtual ability is you need that left and right when you're in dentistry. Um, so if you're struggling with that part, I would really um, work work on that and a little bit of the math. But so I'm trying to get through these questions because it's like time left seven minutes. So when should you take the DAT? I mean, I, I can't remember. I would take it, for example, if I took it three, August. Yeah, three to four months before you're going to start your application. So when you already have your app, like, you know, you're going to be applying this cycle, have it three to four months because also what, what could happen is like, okay, you applied to dental school. Maybe you scored an 18 and you could send your application and you could still start studying to take it a second time. And then like your application's in and you could have, you know, hopefully you do better. It's important, you know, don't be taking it and keep doing worse. You know, you want to always do better. That shows like progress too. Like I took the DET three times. So I went through through it and each time I did a little bit better. So it showed like, yep, 
I'm, I'm, I want to be here. Um, normal day in Louisville. What does it look like? It depends on what year you are. Shelf life on your DAT as well. You have a two year shelf life. If you're trying to get in right after your undergrad, so you'll apply between your junior senior year. Um, you should be taking the DAT. I would say like that December before your application, just so you have enough time that if you want to retake it, so you can turn in your application the day that you know, the first day yeah, that you, you want to turn in that first day. I think that's really important because I, I kind of trying to like remember things from a couple years ago. But if you have seen multiple time, yeah, let's try to do a little more. Now, if you guys have any other questions, keep putting them in and we'll try to answer them in our five, six minutes. Um, normal day. So right now, um, Chelsea's a D2, but the rest of us are D3. So we started in clinic. Summer during clinic is great. You just go to clinic from nine to four. And then you have your afternoon off. So I've been playing a lot of pickleball and having fun watching TV. It's not that nice during fall and spring semesters. Um, that's when your life is a little bit put on hold. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But what's nice is that everyone around you is doing the same thing you're doing. And I feel like that makes what makes dental school bearable. is like in undergrad, you have a roommate that's, you know, a business major. This one's in advertising and you're like trying to get through Orgo too. And it's like, they're going, they're having fun and you're like, I have three exams. So um, that's something I'd say is, is everyone's in the same boat as you. Um, I don't know if you guys want to add more stuff about like life at, at Lowell, what a normal day looks like. Um, I mean, that, yeah, oh, go on. Just big picture, not even like a normal day because days look so different for everybody at this point. Big picture, it's four years, year-round. UofL does not really take long summer breaks like some other schools do. Uh, we get roughly two to three weeks off in December, but we only get one week in May and one week in August. Summer is lighter. Um, and now that we're third years, we're kind of out of the didactic work um, and just doing clinic right now and rotations. And then we start back with doing a couple classes while still being in clinic our third year. And fourth year, it's pretty much just clinic from there on out. But your first and second year at UofL are a lot of didactic courses in um, simulation clinic. Does anyone want to touch on like, how do you take care of yourself? Um, how to during dental school? Wellness, baby. Oh, during exam, during like exam season. Um, I'm, I am not the one to answer this question. I think he's good. I am a person that put I put school first and everything was second, but it was okay for me to do that because it was temporary. But he's so, better. He's wellness. So, yeah, let me now it's my turn to, you know, throw in the plug. So, I'm our wellness chair for LASDA and also at the district level um, for District 7. Um, but I wholeheartedly believe I did the whole, you know, sacrifice sleep, all nighters, studied for like 10 to 12 hours, all that BS in undergrad. And it works for some people, did not work for me. Um, I am doing so much better in dental school than I did in undergrad. And I refuse to sacrifice sleep. Now, every once in a while, you know, I'll kind of like go to bed usually early and wake up super early, like 3, 4 a.m. Uh, but to be honest, my schedule, I already wake up at like 4.45 um, on a regular day. I'm kind of out of that because it's summer. But, you know, season, seasons of life. But... I do not support sacrificing your sleep. And I kind of make the joke about dental school, like dental students, because a lot of people do work out um, at our school and like 
eat healthy and all this stuff and are pretty fit in in a way. Um, And I said, because we don't have the time to get sick. (laughs) You don't have the time to like not get, you know, you can't be super sick. We're here eight to five, technically Monday through Friday. Um, And especially D2 year, you're taking a lot of exams and that kind of stuff. So sleeping, sleeping a good amount, eating right, that kind of stuff is just as much as a priority as, you know, doing well in school. Um, so and then even having a routine, like yes. that was the hardest part for me was like you have exams. So it won't be a week. It'll be like a two week or like multiple back to back and stuff like that. So it was waking up, making breakfast, going to school, knowing when I wanted to study, when I wanted to work out and still have that little balance of studying and being me and not thinking about school that was kind of the struggle but once you get that down packed if you are the morning studier studying the morning don't do anything in the afternoon you know kind of just still be you still take care of you drink water vitamins um food sleep Warren and I like to work out a lot so we just want to take uh you know this last minute to thank the the Louisville team for uh joining the students of dentistry you know uh talk and uh, give it some really invaluable advice on what it's like to be in Louisville and go through the interview process. You guys touched on a lot of really good stuff. So, you know, this, this information really ties into something we're going to hopefully be launching within the next few, uh, few weeks, something called the pre-dent mental map goal. And, um, you know, what we want to do here is we are going to be, uh, launching the pre-dent mentor map. Um, it's something coming out hopefully soon, which is going to be a free service for pre-dental students to ask questions just like you guys did today of willing dental mentors like our you know wonderful e-board here about school specific questions. Um, so you guys can sign up when you know we launch this hopefully soon. If anybody has any questions, I can see some of the e-boards throwing their uh, you know their their contact information in there. If you guys are comfortable with that, please do so you can continue the conversation. Uh, but thank you so much. Keep an eye out, students of dentistry. We're going to be launching that map soon. So all these questions, not just about Louisville, but all schools can be answered hopefully soon.